You are listening to the Everyman Podcast. This is Dan Doty. This is episode 45 with Aaron Blaine and Owen Marcus. Hello, hello, hello. Fair warning to everybody, this is a complete nerd podcast. This is, for those of you who have been part of what we do and are participating in Everyman, this may interest you. If you have not stepped your foot in the ring, this may just be completely boring. Uh, maybe not. Give it a shot anyway. So this episode is Owen Marcus, who's been on the show, and Aaron Blaine, who's been on the show, who are two of the key focal members of our leadership team that are bringing the fire to all of our events and helping support all of our groups, uh, working at in a core capacity to help us bring this message to world and grow, to help us bring this message to the world and grow this movement into something that's a serious force of nature. This episode is the three of us sitting down after our last open source retreat. Uh, the retreat was held in Joshua Tree in the desert in California. We recorded the episode in this very funky, funny, strange co-working space, very close to LAX. We just rented it for an hour, sat down and did a podcast literally the day after the retreat. And the day after the retreat's an interesting time. These events are big and they're powerful and they leave you on a high of sorts and so this morning we woke up in Joshua Tree and drove to the beach thinking we had to drop <laughs> thinking we had to drop Owen off early for a flight and three quarters of the way to the city. We looked, checked the flight and it realized he didn't need to go until 6 p.m. or something. So we had a, a whole day. So we went to the beach and just walked around, ate some food, had a really like very nice, relaxing, good time. And that leads me to a little personal update, which I'm really excited about and happy to share that uh, myself and my family are actually moving to Southern California this summer in a couple months already. We're moving to uh, between L.A. and San Diego, closer to San Diego. And uh, listening back to this podcast and sort of remembering both that retreat and that day in L.A. Uh, with Owen and Aaron, it's really sort of giving me a feel uh, and excitement for, for California in itself. I don't know. It makes me think of the beach and the sunshine and smoking pot and yoga and healthy food. And as I feel into it, I I also, uh, I don't know. I'm really excited. I feel like this is going to bring me closer to much larger groups of people. Uh, I'm excited to start an everyman group. We've got a couple guys interested already. I don't know. It just feels like a start to a new chapter. And this chapter looks like it's pretty damn good. And I'm pretty pretty happy and pretty excited. All right, so I'm going to get to the selling portion of this event right now, and we have a couple more opportunities coming up, and one's real fast. So our next and last open source retreat for this quarter and probably for this half of the year, uh, so probably the last open source until November or December this year, it is at Racebrook Lodge in the Berkshires of Massachusetts. I've literally just got back from there from our melt training, and I'm headed back. I'll be there in a couple weeks. And I'm wondering if maybe you'll be there too, or someone you know. This is just continues to build to be such an impactful event and a good time for a lot of men. We've now had probably 200, 250 men go through this experience altogether. And um, it keeps filling up, and it keeps getting bigger, it keeps getting better. And it's such a cool thing to see this business and these events like get their own feet and start to walk on their own volition. It's just incredible to be a part of it. And I think that it's uh, it's it's becoming easier and more comfortable for me to see this thing down the road, really growing and increasing 
and we're training men so that they're going to be able to run their own retreats one day. And I'm starting to see the, the visionist thing spread out, not just in some imaginary way, but in a practical sense. So come join us. We have some spots left. I think we're pretty much full, but we, we have the luxury at Racebrook to add more guys um, pretty much as much. Well, there's a limit, obviously, but I think uh, we'll make room for you if you're ready to do this. We've had men fly in from all over the country from probably most of the 50 states at this point and uh you're invited and we'll make it as easy as we can to help you logistically get there help you prepare for it and once you're there all you got to do is let go and, and be there and uh participate to to whatever capacity you can in every moment and it's actually just this wonderful uh let go type of experience so we have some incredible men coming one of them probably more than I've ever been excited for any other retreat ever. My father is coming, Blaine. <laughs> Not to put pressure on you, Dad, but I'm really excited about it. All right, that's open source, April 13th through 15th. Sign up now. If, if you're going to come, if you've been thinking about it, just do it. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And then we're going to turn our attention to our next Yellowstone expedition. This is, I believe it's June 20th through 30th. It's a full week, and it is just a full-on, complete overwhelming adventure both for your guts and your feet and your face and your body we're going to backpack up and over the gallatin mountain range on the in the northwest corner of yellowstone national park we're going to camp out there with wolves and grizzly bears and elk and mountain lions and we're going to make sure you don't get eaten by any of those um so <laughs> you don't have to worry too much about that uh it is safe but it is an adventure, right? It's the real deal. We're going to go out in the legitimate wilderness with a group of men who are willing to open up and ready to show up for each other and themselves. And if you've been following this podcast or what we do in general, um, the the results and say the impact of last year's expedition is just has just been in, incredible and phenomenal. And this is a big bite, right? It's a real investment. We get that. This is an investment into you. And it's not just an adventure trip. It is. It's actually both. It's, it's actually this massive personal growth opportunity in the context of a hell of an adventure, which I got to say, I'm really proud. <laughs> I'm really proud of that. Um, that. That to me is a good time and a worthy time and a worthwhile time. So if you have any questions about it, you know, nitty gritty details or, you know, what it actually means, just email, email me directly, email us, go to everyman.co, reach out, ask a question. Uh, I'll be there on the other end of the line to, uh, to speak to you. Uh, last thing I'll throw out there is our coaching program. The Everyman Coaching is rocking and rolling and both Owen Marcus and myself are taking clients. Uh, I think we both have a few spots available right now. And what the coaching is, is a... It's a condensed, laser-focused version of all of our work, of our retreats and our groups. All of the practices and protocols that we do in our events together is where we begin with our coaching. And this is designed for you to get in touch with who you are all the way, like, like to the point where your head's not even engaged and you're just speaking from your body and your visceral heart and your, your unconscious and you just... There's just this feeling of knowing who you are and what you want and where you're headed and who that involves and how you're giving yourself to the world, what you're bringing to others, all of that. That is the purpose. This is wonderful for times of transition. It's, time, it's wonderful for times where you're strong, but you're ready to really, really, really engage and let go and let loose in life. 
And it's times when you're hurting too. We're here for you. And I think we're especially here for men who haven't felt uh, the call to maybe get help in other ways. Like that's that's part of the power of what we're doing is we're here to help you. We're here, we're here to help you. You're here to help us. We're here to help each other. It's this it's this amazing community that we have begun. So any way you can, listen to the podcast, share it with other men, look into coaching, come to a retreat, let's go hiking in the mountains, whatever. It's all up to you. Um, you're invited. All right, everybody, take care. That's weird. <laughs> all right, we are... Um we are at a <laughs> kind of a weird place. We're at a co-working space by LAX. We just paid $75 an hour to sit in this room. Um, I'm here with Aaron uh, Marcus and Owen Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, we just got done with the Joshua Tree retreat, and uh, we just spent the afternoon uh, walking on uh, Venice Beach. Have a good time. <laughs> All right. Why don't you ask to like get that closer to your face and um, say something now? Yeah, so we just finished uh, an amazing open source retreat uh, at Joshua Tree, and we're coming down from that. And um, I'm flying out uh, back to Idaho uh, in a few hours. And these other two guys are hanging out and doing some more podcasting. Yeah, the day after retreats is, uh, I mean, it gets weird. Yeah, and I mean a couple of days for me anyway. Like the the energy of the retreat sort of sticks with, or I don't know, I don't know how to really describe it, but um, it's a lot of energy to do this. It takes it's it's like a big event. It's not a small thing, and I like the couple of days afterward. Today's been just awesome, just kind of like real decompressing, relaxing. Yeah, we ate some poke and some sushi. Yeah, it's amazing. Super healthy. So, so yeah, this podcast is just going to be. A casual check-in, not individually necessarily, but kind of collectively, like an every man check-in, where we're at as an organization, where we're headed, what we're doing, what's going on. So, so yeah, I think most, well, I guess I can't say that, but a lot of our uh, core community are very familiar with both Owen and Aaron, um, and I've had them both on the podcast so far, but uh, Owen is the well we don't have a title necessarily we got to work on that but chief instigator chief instigator done <laughs> done and aaron what's your title Ooh. kind of the uh what was my mission that was the accountability of truth <laughs> the chief the chief truth the chief of truth <laughs> chief truth accountant you <laughs> you guys got to pull that a little like a little closer to you a little bit there we go all right is that so, better that's way better. We're about ready to kiss each other. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> that would be a weird podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But no. It sounds strange. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it feels strange. So, yeah, let's do a check-in, guys. How was this weekend? What's, what's the impact, um, uh, you know, individually and collectively? Where, where are we at? This is a snapshot of where we're at right now. So, uh, I'm Owen, and I'm checking in feeling physically really really good uh, particularly after walking on the sands of the beach and being in the sun you know, I come from uh, Idaho where you know I just left three feet of snow in my front meadow 
Um, so I'm feeling really good physically, uh, emotionally. Um, as Dan was sort of inferring, uh, I'm on a high that hasn't really come down. We have 53 men uh, in the middle of the desert, and by all accounts, we rocked it. Yeah. By our account, by their account, we, I think, exceeded our expectations. Um, and if you don't know, I mean, these retreats are a series of, uh, of different experiences indoors, outdoors, privately, one-to-one, -one, with small groups, large groups. And we had a little crisis in the beginning, but our team, you know, put it together and we, we ended up renting a tent. And we had at some point, uh, a couple points in the uh, retreat, we had 53 men in this tent. Uh, and do you want to say a little more about that, Aaron? Yeah, this was Aaron's, this was kind of Aaron's headache at the, the yeah, well, this so was So this was pre-retreat. This yeah, was pre-retreat. I was full of, um, I was full of anxiety and just kind of panic to make sure that it all, you know, got kicked off properly. We had the right resources and right before the retreat, and I'm talking like two, three hours prior, we had our tent being put up and in the process of them putting the tent up, the workers hit the water main break. And I remember walking out and just seeing water spewing and out of the lawn and flooding the lawn that we needed to use for the retreat center. <laughs> and I just kind of stood there and smiled because I knew I couldn't do anything about it. And uh, before we had been told that the restaurant would be closed so we could uh, use that space and they kept the restaurant open. So it was kind of funny that the restaurant ended up getting closed because of the water main break. It all kind of just came full circle and <laughs> everybody got what they needed and, and everything got cleaned up. And then once the retreat got started, uh, the anxiety started to be relieved and uh, things started falling into place just like it always does. And uh, yeah, start the success kind of began right after all the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do, um, let's do a, a round of best, worst and weirdest for the retreat. Best moment, worst moment and weirdest moment and without revealing personal details, obviously. Yeah. Unless there are personal details, man. I think, I mean, for me personally, the checkout is definitely the best and most tangible takeaway from the retreat because you, it's a full culmination of what every, man gets from the retreat and you know going through the retreat there's some anxiety and some fear around guys not getting everything out of it that I'd like them to get or what I see everyone getting and then uh, the checkout just makes it so validating and hearing the guys and their experiences like all 53 of them going away with some amazing you know amazing things to take into the world is is my favorite yeah, and that checkout is basically what it sounds like. So it's it's the very last thing we do, and we go around and have everybody speak as to what they're basically what they're taking home with them, who they are, you know, what, what, what who they're going home as, and yeah, it's beautiful. But I want to jump back. So you said the the anxiety or the tension you feel wanting these guys to have a good experience or want them to get something right. Yeah, let's let's, let's go into that. There's something because that's real for me too. That's right. that's a very you know consistent feeling. Yeah. That I have. Um, yeah, either of you guys, if you have thoughts on that, how that feels like as a leader, as a facilitator, as putting this on, all the effort we put into it, like what does that end up feeling like as pressure to you guys? Uh, for me, it's just having to wear several hats. So to be the facilitator and be in charge of logistics and production and getting everything set up, um, I want to be able to bring my full self into the facilitation. So if I'm worried about, logistics and I see that things are falling apart I can't be fully there for 
for the men that, that are in my small group and really not for the whole retreat. And so once things start falling into place, which they did, um, that's when the anxiety starts to go away because I know I can be my full self in that moment and I'm not distracted by all the other, by the, uh, by the other chaos that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, we have this idea that, well, one thing I'm really proud of all the guys that were there this week is that regardless of how they felt in the moment. And I mean, the point of these retreats is like, you're going to be feeling all kinds of different stuff in a whole bunch of different moments. You're going to be feeling like this is, you know, not for me. (laughs) This is uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. all different things. But what I'm so proud of is that even with all those feelings, everybody just just totally cool with everybody else doing their own thing. Right. So if you're doing one thing, if we're on like maybe the hike or the mini vision quest we did, if you're just hating it, you're at least allowing somebody 20 feet from you to have this life changing experience, which they are having, you know what I mean? Like you're just making space. Yeah. And then what happens is, you know, this guy 20 feet away has his experience and then that triggers you. Right. So you go into an experience thing. Oh, this is silly. This is not going to work. I don't want to be here. I don't like it. And then uh, a fellow next to you starts saying something or doing something, and suddenly you're drawn in and you're activated, you're stirred up. And we, had, we saw it, and we've had quite a few men come back to us and say that you know, one of the most powerful things from the experience is witnessing them participating in other men's experiences. Right. And that's something that we don't get in the outside world. Yeah, explain that a little more. Well, you know, we create a very safe space, and, and it's a natural progression of activities. And as the activities progress, men start to develop a trust, mm-hmm. something that we don't usually have. And, and men, within the first night, we're starting to say this, and certainly yeah. I think the consensus at the end was is way exceeded what they thought they could trust in a, in right. a man or right. a group of men, Yeah, which because we don't know that as a man, we don't realize how important that is. And so when it happens, we don't realize how easy, not only easy, but how we want to open up yeah. and how our opening up helps another man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, just some of the things that came up in my small group, I would assume that most of those guys would have never talked to each other in the outside world. Right. But once one guy brought up something about his life that was that was real for him, there were two other guys experiencing the exact same thing and they immediately connected and opened up and it just, it caused a chain reaction for the whole small group. That's what I refer to as the secret lives of men. <laughs> the un, uh, unaddressed and quiet invisibility of our lives, man. We just yeah. don't show anybody. We don't, and we think we're the only one. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, one of the themes, so kind of going into that deeper, one of the themes that came out this weekend and it was new for me or was expressed more poignantly for me is, is how a lot of these men before pre-retreat walk around in the world afraid of other guys. Like not necessarily on a like a big level, but in, in a subtle level that where they're walking around recognizing that they're either intimidated or afraid or separate from. Not sure if they're measuring up. Yeah, uh, for a hundred different levels yeah. and that um, – that makes so much sense to me. It's, it's just like guys. Well, are I remember, yeah, when I remember hearing that and yeah. um, remembering the whole shit. That's how I used to feel. And also re- knowing what the stats are for women and how afraid they are. Right. And you right. know, we, we can understand that, but we don't think men are afraid. We're not supposed to be, and we're certainly not supposed to talk about it. Right. No, we that's just a, assume that. Yeah, no, that's a big, 
that's a big taboo to say that, you know, any man to say, oh, yeah, I'm intimidated by you. Well, and, you know, one of the little exercises we do in the beginning is walking around and looking at each other and then having these men talk about how, for some of them, that was frightening. But because the context or the space was safe, they gradually sunk into it and they allowed themselves to feel the fear and in many cases communicate it. And then as they did that and they saw that they weren't rejected, actually uh, honored for speaking what was true for them, they relaxed more. Yeah. So damn deceptively simple what we do. It's so simple. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Blows me away. Um, you guys have to be more in charge of this podcast. Than so me. one of the, th- <laughs> <laughs> so I smoked me- a little pot on the beach <laughs> just to be transparent. So, yeah. okay. And, you, and you so what I lead. just, what came up to me was that, um, you know, one, <coughs> excuse me. One of the things that we, we wove through the whole extended weekend was what we call that rock formula, that really yeah. simple core of every man. And three steps, the R is for relax. Just really slow down, relax, and allow yourself to experience. And that's where we started the weekend. Some simple exercises that allowed men to do that. And then the next one is the O for open up and being vulnerable as you relax. And then the third one is the C for connection. And, and these men you know, started connecting with each other from places that they never even knew existed in them, yeah. let alone any other man. Yeah. And then that would, as these men here were saying, started to compound and build, and it got stronger and stronger and stronger. And they left not only change, but maybe more importantly, with a skill set that is really natural. Yeah. This, this ability to relax, to open up and connect is what we meant, mean, are meant to do as human beings. Yeah. And that's been taken away from us. And so these men l- sort of reconnected their neurological system back to a more natural state. And not that you can't do it on your own. And yeah. we, you know, we have and we work with men privately and we, you know, we help them through this. But there's this experiential factor when you get like 50 guys and and this one space in nature or in these rooms and then in the small groups doing it, uh, it, it just snowballs. And by the end of the weekend, like these guys are saying, and they felt so connected and they never would imagine that. Yeah. You know, what's amazing to me is I've now done similar experiences with hundreds and hundreds of men. Uh, like, you know, and the whole, and yet every single time, one guy, one new guy, one different guy, like shows up and connects I still get a huge like benefit from that. Like yeah. every time, yeah. every time, and it doesn't seem to like there's any end to that. It's yeah, just absolutely. Like this, yeah, I, I, have the, I have the same thing, and you know that was like me. One of my guys in my group the first night checked in, and I was I had trouble sleeping that night because I was thinking, how am I going to connect with this guy? This guy's got so much going on, and I and I'm not privy to any of it. I have no idea what that looks like. And I uh, had a lot of anxiety about connecting with him, but I didn't even need to connect with him. I just needed to connect him with the other men in the small group. Right. And then once right. that happened, yeah. and I allowed that to happen, and then it, my job was over, and I didn't need to know about what he was going through because there were three other guys there were going through the same and, exact and thing. And I think the Beautiful. first thing you did was you slowed down and connected with the self. Yeah. And so that made him feel safe. It made the other men feel safe. And and. And here's a little reveal. Aaron was the rock star of this weekend. Massive. Massive. Blew it out. 
I'd say the last one too, but this one it was it was especially loud. It's especially loud. You look uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What are you uncomfortable about? Yeah, it feels uncomfortable uh, getting that kind of praise for some reason. I don't I don't know why. Um, I don't like the light being shined on me, and it. I think this weekend when it did at the end, I actually felt kind of good about it for the first time. Mm in a long time like it, it made sense to me because I knew that I did bring my full self and then I changed helped change a lot of guys lives and when I yeah say that sentence slow that sentence down go yeah. back to that what did you just say yeah I really believe that I did like did I did what like I changed these guys lives and uh I helped do it I helped themselves I helped them know how to to, to make that and happen. you did that by slowing down yeah. and just allowing yourself to be yourself yeah and uh, just open up your big heart, which he has a huge heart, yeah. uh, and you know this brilliant mind that gets everything done. But the, his real power is his heart, and these men, you know, literally fell in love with him. They felt cared for in all levels. Yeah, like if if other guys saw you, <clears throat> saw your heart in the locker room and saw how big it was, they'd be intimidated and think that they're inferior. Really? Do you get my joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. A little bit? You know, yeah. like instead of a, I mean, you have a big dick maybe too, but I'm saying you have a big heart that <laughs> other guys is, oh man, how come I got this little heart? Well, <laughs> I feel like that's real too. I mean, and that was like my, you know, and every time I facilitate, I also find out a lot more about myself on these retreats. And yeah. it's like, I'm a participant and a, a facilitator at the same time. Yeah. And I, I think the, well, actually I know that on this one, I felt that imposter syndrome, like kind of roll off my back because I didn't feel like I was being anything that I wasn't. The first retreat was tough because I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. And I felt like I was like maybe faking it a little bit just to like make it better. And I felt so terrible about that and thought, man, this may not be, I may not be great at this. But then the next time it was like, I just was myself and I didn't feel that imposter syndrome at all. And I, I know that the other guys felt that too. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. What do you see happening there, Owen? What do you see Aaron doing? Um, well, I fell in love with this guy as soon as I saw him. I mean, I just knew that he had this huge heart and, what he, what he will never say is he's a war hero. He's a special forces uh, vet. And um, so, he, you know, he has that part of him. But um, what really gives me such joy is to see how this other part, I think is more his, what I would say is medicine, more of who he is and who he's meant to be. And, and my, this is my projection that when you were a warrior, you were really as much of a lover as a warrior because yeah. you did that to protect people and, and to serve your cause and certainly protect your brothers. And, and that's what they had told us. And so here he is. Um, it's, it, this is not a war, but he is, you know, the guy that makes sure everything happens and that we're safe and taken care of, and the men that participate are taken care of and, and certainly safe. And these men really felt that, particularly in this small group, and one of the things that we do in this open source is we break up into very small groups so the men get to experience the real benefit of the essence of what every man is about, which is these groups. And, and Darren, uh, Aaron led one, and these guys immediately relaxed in your presence. And, 
and had huge shifts. And yeah, we go into this, we go into all of this, not knowing what to do. But it's really about, again, slowing down and connecting to ourselves, opening up and being vulnerable, and just doing what you need to do in the moment, which is usually disconnecting with the other man. And he, he really does it. When we feel safe enough, we open up and we start to connect ourselves. Yeah. Uh, what I'm noticing, too, is how fast this is all happening for you. And, you know, we just met a little over a year ago. And, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what is driving this necessarily, but there's things happening for you really quickly here. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a big, real big transition period in my life. And, yeah, it, it seems like a long time ago when I did meet you because so much has happened and so much change has, you know, taken place and, you know, feel like I'm in like the best part of my life that I've ever been. And, you know, leaving the service was the hardest thing and leaving my team um, felt really lonely. At the, and then now being in this community, I'm like back in that jet stream of just, yeah, having connection and having a lot of people have my back and knowing that I have mm-hmm. theirs. And yeah. And I think, you know, going back to what you were saying, Owen, with the, um, the small group stuff and the logistics is, me being prepared for these events feels the same as being prepared for a mission. I mean, I, I really have that same butterfly type feel that the stakes are very high and that I have to, to, to make sure it happens correctly or it could go really bad. And then, you know, then it's my fault. And there's a lot of guys, literally lives are on the line. Yeah. And I remember you saying on Friday and we had a a little side note, uh, we, the team, the leadership team, had our own men's group before we started so that we could be present yeah. and really show up singly and collectively for everyone else. And I remember saying how you said that before, yeah. you know, that you'd get butterflies. But at the same time, the best missions that you went out with with your special forces teams were, were the ones that sometimes you weren't prepared because you were just there. You yeah. were just responding in the moment. Yep. And, and that's what I really saw you doing. I mean, it was, I was amazed how you could respond in a moment to the logistical issues, which were minimal uh, once we got started, and, and really responding to the, the men on, yeah. a whole, on the whole group because they were coming up to you, but also particularly in your smaller group. Well, which is flow, right? I mean, that's a flow state. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, just that being there and feels like. acting. Yeah. yeah, it feels like a flow state. And yeah. I think that the, the biggest reason that can happen is because – the men are the number one importance, and then the logistics are they're, they're important, but I can still connect, make that happen, and then also figure out a way to, to, to make make it comfortable for everybody. Yeah. Where did you guys t- first meet? Where did you guys meet? At your house. At your house? When oh, I went yeah, out there yeah, in the yeah, summer, yeah. And th- we, you know. Oh, yeah. Got we it. shot that mini group video. Yeah. 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 I remember we sat that. next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he got me crying right from the start. Yeah, yeah, it feels like we've known each other for ten years right. at least. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about this community and this work is these guys in the retreats become your best friends, like all of them, you know. And um, and then being working with you guys speeds up the process even more. And it 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 it's true. It, it I it, I think this is literally straight up the antidote to the loneliness. That, that everybody's writing about and talking about in our society right now. It is. It's like yeah. overwhelming, like over like immediate intimacy. 
and and guys are uncomfortable with that word. I actually, just got a question about that. When when I say the word and intimacy between men on this podcast, it just made it makes his skin crawl. I think it's very. I can understand that. I too. can too. It's a great question and it's a great comment. And um, but I guess. I don't know a better word for it. Well, and we're speaking about emotional intimacy. Yeah, human intimacy. Like, yeah, yeah, being hum- human. And, yeah. yeah, research, and then it comes out of the whole attachment theory, which is no longer therapy, says that biologically we need to be connected. Yeah. We, you know, we are societal beings. We need a tribe. We need community. And because we particularly as men we haven't had it for so long we don't know what we're missing and that was one of the big things that we not just saw but heard from these men was how once they had it it was like being deprived of a key nutrient and finally you get it and it's like like you said water and finally you go wow yeah realized that i was dying of thirst and i didn't even know it yeah yeah guys are just not operating at their full functional capacity you know and some guys are walking around at 70%, but they think they're 100, and then they get this connection, and all of a sudden they're at 85, 90, maybe 100 after they make that connection because things doors start opening up and yeah. things start happening for people when they make these connections. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could imagine it that it's a, a black and white film that all of a sudden gets snapped into color. You could imagine it that, you know, um, the, the track – of your of your, of your music is is not connected, but then the connection gets there, and all of a sudden it just fills the room with this, you know, fullness, this yeah. this experience of life, and it's it's remarkable. So, it's so what remarkable. was all this like for you, Dan? This weekend? Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, what happened? I just lost my. Oh, I'm still on. I just can't hear myself. Um, what was this like? It was it was a a freaking giant party. Um of pride and celebration and, and yet like more evidence and not that I feel like I need that much more evidence about what we're doing and how we're doing it and the success of it. But I feel so proud. I mean, we took this from the East coast and brought it out here in, in a new place. We weren't sure if we were going to fill the seats. We didn't know, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, this has been a year of unknowns and every single step we take is just like, I'm being offered a smorgasbord of like fresh fruit and happiness. It's like everything is working so beautifully. Right. And, 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 you know, we are, and you guys in particular working your asses off making it happen behind the scenes. Uh, but it was amazing to hear at the end in that big checkout and then the guys coming up to us individually saying how they wanted to bring their fathers or brothers or friends yeah. to, to this. They wanted to bring us into companies. I mean, all this, uh, you know, introduce us to magazines i mean it that you know men were coming up and saying not what can i do but this is what i am going to do right because yeah, right yeah true because they want to share this experience that they had which yeah. which is not you know a big mystical experience it's really pretty simple yeah it, you know we just did a series of just basic exercises that we often don't or experiences that we don't get as men but we did it together as men yeah. and and collectively or cumulatively by the end we all felt connected and yeah we've well, we've yeah. had that before but these guys never did yeah and it is simple but you guys have come up with a very careful formula to make it happen and to make the 
the arena safe and understanding and transparent and everything that yeah. it needs to be. Yeah. It can say, you can say it sounds simple, but it really is very calculated in mm-hmm. the sense that it's it's foolproof. Yeah, I'll argue against that with okay. with just with the word choice because I mean it is, but it's not. Yeah, you know, like. Like I've done a lot of this work, so so I have and a lot of different directions of things. So so I have a lot to draw from, and so you know collectively we have a lot to draw from. But maybe I'm maybe I'm lying to myself. I don't feel like I'm a very calculating guy. I guess I guess guess calculation might be the wrong word. But when I intentional, intentional, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you first, and you know, we've sort of choreographed a great design. Yeah, it's you know the components. We've done sort of you and I particularly, you know, in different venues, and but we've put it together in a way that's really simple and yeah. powerful, yeah. And it has a natural flow to it, and so yes, in the sense that it's natural, it's simple, but um, and we, and we adjust accordingly. We don't have a book right. that we follow. We have no. a loose schedule, no. and, yeah. and and right. and we go. Our expression is we sort of follow the energy. And we go with that. We track it, yeah. Yeah, so the first night, our intention is to um, have sort of a, a quick and powerful snapshot of what's to come in the weekend. And we get guys to stand face-to-face and share some stuff with each other. And it's just sort of like, whoa, okay, we're here. And we've made it safe. Like that first night is all about, all right, you're going to be – we're all here and we're safe and we're going to do this thing and we get a taste of it. And then Saturday we get up and do – Sasha leads this incredible yoga, and then we do some meditation, and then we just we, we drop we basically drop off a cliff, and um, not no that's that's a bad metaphor. We don't drop off a cliff. We enter the wilderness. We, we, like, we enter the, yeah. the wilderness, but we don't we enter it with others. Yeah, and yeah. and so there's this juxtaposition of yeah, there's some fear. Uh, for all of us, and I know if I heard that and I was on the other end of this, I'd yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! But and, and Aaron knows this with, with his teams that when you're there with your brothers, it's different, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think what that, that's a pretty good metaphor or just a similar uh, delineation there, I guess, between showing up at like basic training or getting off the getting off the you know. Chinook and and landed on a mission on the X. It's just that whole feeling of unknown. But then once you get into the flow and start connecting and and you start figuring out where you are when you're grounded, then that's when things start happening really well. Yeah. And then guys start feeling like, oh, this isn't crazy. This isn't scary. I feel totally relaxed. This is actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. I feel. Um, well, I and I guess to talk about my experience a little bit more. So. I had a on Sunday morning, so a little over halfway through the retreat. I had I had my own little uh, bubble of tension come through and, and fear come through, and I and I was able to as as a participant of this at the same time. It's remarkable because along the way, I feel like here's what it feels like to me: like I'm pushed to my edge. I've been pushing to my edge very consistently, like and. And then I'll, I'll have to stop and sort of make a little more room and feel li- just like open up the door a little bit more and then step through it. Like every step this year has been like that. Each yeah. retreat we've done has pushed us farther and pushed everything farther. And it's freaking terrifying. I mean, it's also a, the most exhilarating thing I've probably ever done. 
But so yeah, my my uh, growth statement at the end of the retreat, at the end of the retreat yesterday was, I need a hand, and um, that feels very true and practical, <laughs> right? Just like, and it's. Uh, and, well, let's stop there for a second. So what yeah. happened when you said that? The entire crew of men like surrounded me to offer their hand to me and pulled me up. Yeah, like straight up. Because you, you are not, and we are not in this alone. Yeah, and you know that you know just to feel it and say it brings tears to my eyes. But that you know we as a community, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that us and every man, the men that you know come to our retreats or coaching or groups, particularly uh, you know the men that listen to these podcasts, we're co-creating this together. Yeah, and others beyond that. Yeah, and then just thinking about the brand name, every man, it really lives up to its name based on the participants that show up at these retreats. Yeah. I mean, that's what always yeah. blows me away when I, when I listen to our podcast and I, we talk about the work that we do. I personally would assume that a specific type of guy would be attracted to what we're doing. Yeah. But then that totally gets debunked once we start the retreat and I see a guy who builds log cabins with chainsaws with his hands. And then all of a sudden there's a guy that's a male ballerina there at the same time. And you're like, oh my God, the spectrum is yeah. so large and it's every time and it's yeah. in every group and every yeah. retreat and every expedition. It's just, it's literally every man that wants to be a better person or show yeah. up as the best per, you know, version of themselves comes there. Yeah. And that's why I think immediately, like even in the immediate check in, I like, I know that these guys are going to be my friends mm-hmm. because they're willing. It doesn't even matter what you've done before or who you've been or who you think you are when you show up and you're willing to be there, that's just like the biggest step to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And every man is welcome. And we had the age range of 20 to 65. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. What's, um, well, so my last thought about, about my sort of check-in is just the, well, just to close that loop for me is that the other thing I feel after this retreat is just the, the team we have, the teamwork we have, like yeah. who, like it's Lucas and Sasha and you guys and, um, and our, co- and our small group facilitators on this one, it was yeah Pete and Craig and John and Sean. And I mean, it's just, it's, it is rem- like, we have a dream team. Like we're a dream Absolutely. team. Like yeah. I feel I've never been a part of a team like this. You've been on a lot of teams, good teams probably, but, and I've been on a lot of teams, but this is by far, the most powerful team I've been ever been a part of. It's remarkable. Powerful and generous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we show up sometimes at our own cost, our own expense, or, you know, uh, we, and what I was touched with was how all of us would go and do things that weren't asked for us to be done. Right. I mean, like Craig washing the dishes. Right. Still touched by that. I mean, just, Mm -hmm. you know, these guys just show up and do whatever they need to get that needs to get done yeah. so it's a better experience for other men. Yeah, guys are showing up and sleeping in their vans because we don't have enough beds for, for everyone, and they're totally fine with it. And then when you need something done, you just say it, and it happens. Yeah. You, don't really, <laughs> you don't have to wrangle anybody. It just literally materializes because the guys around you, they feel what you need. They, they know what you want. They know what needs to happen to make this accelerate and be the best yeah. you know, experience, and they just do it. What do you, what's your, yeah, how about you, Owen? What, how, how was this weekend for you? And also just in the context of 
you know, what you've, what you've been fighting to build and what, what, what you've been a part of in the past. Like, how's this all feel and fit for you? Well, it has many of the components of the things I've done, but I think the, the thing that just touched me the most right then when you said that was, you know, how generous these men are. And, and I think as men, we really want to give. We want to contribute. And that's something else that does not get acknowledged or spoken about or encouraged or even allowed. And men want to give from the place of who they are uniquely. Mm. You know, not just as a grunt, but, you know, from their heart. And we saw that. We, we, you know, we did different activities where these men, you know, a man would be standing next to a man that they didn't know a day before and doing something that were participating in something that was life-changing for that first man. And that second man, it's life-changing for him in part because not only is he a witness, he's a participant and a catalyst of this other man's experience and knows that this man is going to lead different because he showed up differently. And, yeah. and that just warms my heart because I get to you know, participate, but particularly sort of sit back and witness the, the joy that men have in helping other men. And we see every week in our groups. Yeah. yeah, and with that, not only just men trying to help each other, but also willing to suffer to make another man more comfortable. When we went out to the desert, there were guys that didn't bring jackets because they assumed it would be warm, and the, some of the other guys were just taking their jackets off and saying, hey, I can handle this. I want you to be warm here. Have, yeah. have this. And, yeah. you know, I thought, wow, that's really different for me to, to, to watch and to experience because I'm not sure I'd, you know, before this, I'd want to uh, – you know, accept that, oh, hey, another man's jacket, that seems so different from the way I was raised. But, man, it was awesome to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think that practice the practicing to receive help and receive kindness and warmth is, um, I don't know if we can get enough of that. I don't, you know, I don't know if there's such a thing as too much of that. It's It's such an incredible... Yeah, it makes it easier for us to do our jobs and to make this a more powerful experience when we allow guys to, to help What's us. That yeah. expression you said when you Aaron came out and did some, uh, uh, we did advanced training for my group in Sandpoint, and Aaron was a part of that. And you had an expression about about men, we speak and your teens men speaking up if they didn't speak up um, or ask for help or. Um, oh yeah, so. Um, one thing that I thought before, you know, we'd, I'd had a, a guy that had taken his life right before that, and I said the guys who don't speak up and ask for help are the guys that don't make it. Yeah. Uh, they're the guys that stay lonely and stay isolated, and, um, yeah, they, they don't make it. Yeah. And I think that can go along with not just veterans, but people. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, one other way that we have a diversity, too, and I mean – I don't know if you even need to say this, but it's not just a bunch of lonely guys on these retreats either. You know, it's, no. it's not like that's the commonality in any sense. You know, I think they're this it's it's remarkable in its um, effectiveness for, you know, a guy that's not lonely at all. But there's something else hanging out for him that he hasn't expressed or there's something he hasn't he's fully comfortable yeah. with himself. And he can pick up some slack just, on a guy who is. It's this amazing sort of um come one, come all, you know, take what you need, sort of get what you're looking for type of experience. It's, it's well, and, and with that, you know, we had several men that say, did the open source trainings in New York that yeah. flew out from New York 
to L.A. and then to Joshua Tree to do this training. Yeah. Because they wanted more of it. <laughs> yeah, we've done well, gentlemen. What yeah. do you... Uh, let's talk a little bit about what looking into the future. What do you guys project the next year or five years? What do you want? Where are we headed as an organization or individually? <laughs> they're, they're looking at me. <laughs> uh. um, it, it's huge. I mean, yeah, what I see is huge, but more than that, the the um, the impact is huge. And um, yeah, we've talked about how I think the zeitgeist has changed, uh, in part because of the millennials, in part because of this old Me Too thing. I mean, there's this sort of culmination of many things that are setting us up to to secede. And so we've been, you know, Dan and I have been working on this in different ways, you know, for a long time. Yeah. But the time's right now. So so that's a part of it. And, you know, we've been working on ourselves, uh, all of us, singly. And we've coming together, and we got a great team that we we balance each other out. And this is a great example where the whole is much greater than the sum of its parts. Totally. And not one of us, even a couple of us, could do what we're doing. Totally. And with that, you know, we can't do it with you. you know, I mean, without you out there, there are you know supporting us. And that sounds like bullshit, but it's actually true. Like like that could sound like a trite statement, but it is real. It is really true. Yeah, it's really legitimate. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, we could just be speaking into a void here, <laughs> but like, you know, in any transaction, you need somebody to receive it, right? And, and, and take it. And, and it's, it's, it is, it's this, uh, and that, I think that's my biggest learning from the weekend or deepening of a learning is just, just how, uh, like blown away, humbled, like, like humbled with a bigger H than I could even imagine. Yeah. Um, by the way, that the guys are, are, participating every the, time every time it's just it's i didn't i don't even know what i don't really have words for it no i honestly. don't either yeah what was your uh what was your biggest takeaway this weekend owen i know you've spoken a little bit about the other guys but what about you personally um it, it's gotten subtler because i've been doing these for a while um does it get boring it never gets boring <laughs> and each one's more, yeah, it's it's different. I I sort of go to a new level. Um, actually, I think for me, I mean, I, I love all the men there and, and what they were getting, but uh, it was w- how we participated as a team. Yeah, yeah, you know, that that was my dream. You know, my dream was to have you know, a team of, of co-creators that were amazing, and again that were generous, uh, spontaneous, professional, and really focused on the mission. And and in this case, it was the mission of this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we all have busy lives. Yeah. yeah and and we we carve out as, m- as much as we can to make every man a success. And we give up whatever we're doing for these days to do this. And that really touches me. I mean, it's like this has been my dream not only to do it, but to do it with a, a group of men that are as committed as me. When I started my last iteration of my group 13 years ago, I didn't know that these guys would show up, and and it do, and it hasn't stopped. Yeah, yeah, and going along with that, it, I can't imagine 
being away from my wife and my child for anything else. Um, I left the military to be home and then got into this and I'm, I'm away now, but this is just as important to me as what I was doing. And, um, want, I know that this also correlates with my wife and my child in the sense that, you know, helping these men is going to change the world to make it a better place for them in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I swing back and forth from, you know, being being very okay with being gone, but also having really waves of sadness too. Like this Absolutely. month, this month I'll I'll see Duke for nine days. Yeah, I mean it's this level of travel is already beginning to happen, and yeah. uh, I'm not super happy with that. And um, you know, it's okay, it's okay for now. I'm just, I'm just gonna you know really be proactive and try not to be on the road too much, but. Um, but FaceTime's pretty great, and and you know to call Elise and Duke in the middle of the retreat for a second in the morning and check in with their faces is really a pretty big gift. And and Duke asking about all of us—that's the craziest thing. <laughs> so Duke is obsessed with Aaron. Okay, so he's got his thing. He he walks around the house looking for my buddies. He look and he says Aaron, Sean. Owen and, and we're like no Aaron's at Aaron's sleeping or Aaron's at work and sh- we're like Sean Sean doesn't live here Duke he, he's not here Owen Owen's in Idaho and <laughs> Galuis that's Lucas <laughs> Lucas Crump he says Galuis and so this weekend he knew I was with all these guys and so he didn't even want to talk to me he yelled at me he's like no dad I don't want to talk to you Aaron Sean Galuis and Owen <laughs> but like but to sink into that like holy shit what a lucky man i am mm-hmm. yeah. my son's not even 2 yeah. and he knows you and loves you guys and he like he gets it what I, something you know it's amazing it's it's remarkable and that i mean what a lucky man i am what a humbling thing and that is exactly what i think we can bring the world yeah it, that like why the fuck not? Yeah. Why the fuck do we don't all live that way? We can. Yeah. Or at least more of us, right? I we mean. can, and we can't do it alone. Because, no. you know, I didn't learn this alone. And, yeah, um, your, your son, Duke, is, you know, he's innocent. He needs to connect, and he wants to connect. And he wants to connect more more than just to his parents, which he certainly needs, but, you know, to these men. I mean, yeah. it's like he has his tribe. He totally does. Yeah, and you guys would, I know, you'd fucking, you'd do anything for him in the right. middle. I know right. that. Yeah. All right. Um, and, um, and not only would you, he knows it, and it's, and it's clear. Yeah. Even just in the way you regard me and the way you regard our family, and the way you guys regard Elise, it's clear to him. And he's just a fucking child, but he can feel it. You know, right, and I, you know, that's one of the beauties is, is seeing him grow up like that. You know, it's something that maybe none of us had. No, but you know, you, you and Elise are creating that. Well, I think you know, this is this is my trip, but I kind of think that Duke is, um, in some ways, the heart of every man. <laughs> I mean, he is for me. I and feel he, that completely. Yeah. You embody that in uh, a lot of your podcasts and just your actions and how much you care about him. And, yeah, yeah. I, I see that completely. I mean, I literally feel like he came out of the womb carrying a note 
and it was marching orders. Well, and when Lindsay got pregnant, um, I found you. So <laughs> maybe Easton and Duke are both. I think exactly uh, in in yeah. line there, having a freaking baby party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's remarkable. That's that's the everyman story, or part part of it, right? We all we all have our 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 own why we do origin it. stories, why we do it, yeah. what we're doing, where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to, Dan, talk a little about what's up next for Everyman in the near future. Well, specifically, um, we have a, a melt training March 23rd to 25th. And so that is for, for guys who are um, looking to take this the next step and to help us facilitate these retreats and to learn the skills and, and really go, go deep and, and learn and practice doing this. Uh, we only have a few spots left for that, so I almost hesitate to put it out there, but. Um, then we have our next open source in on the East Coast, April what is it, 13th through 15th. Yeah, April 13th through 15th. And, um, yeah, so that's coming up. And then we do have another Yellowstone expedition live uh, for June, which it seems most likely Aaron and I are going to lead that. Um, and so, yeah, those are the specifics. That's what's coming. But beyond that, we are – Oh man, we're doing all kinds of stuff behind the scenes to to take steps to um, grow and scale this and 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 get resources. We're gonna we're gonna be making some pretty big moves in the next two months. Yeah, and um, along with that, I'm gonna be speaking more and and getting more content out in the world. And so we're setting up two things: how how to collect uh, you know resources and revenue and support, and then we're just gonna take this to the world in a big fast hard way you know yeah and we're, and we're all doing this in addition to we're cramming it in in addition to our other jobs and yeah. when we're able to do this and have the time and it's gonna i mean it's gonna be in the jet stream once guys that are doing all this our whole team yeah. can do it full time i can't imagine what's gonna happen oh i mean it, it that's that's I, my body got all tingly when you said that yeah you yeah. imagine well, not magic. You know, the magic is we know. And what we've done in one year with the little resources we've had. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah I think we have a good product. But I also think that, you know, the time's right. And, and we, you know, because we're men and we've all struggled in some similar ways and some different ways, we know what it's like. And we can not only just talk to men, but we know how to help them and how to help – Help in such a way that they get to help other men, yeah. And yeah. and that seems to be what you know men are hearing and that they want. And and how many groups do we have now? We don't have a good way to measure. It's 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 over fifty. It's probably sixty or seventy. Right. I hope that's accurate. Well, I remember yeah. when we started, we just wanted to get twenty to prove the concept. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we have a long way to go there too, in terms of of, of our support and structure and all that, but. It's, you know, we're doing it. Yeah. To think about the moment when we, you know, are uh, not scrambling to find time and resources to do this. It's it's things are going to change, man. It's, yeah. it's, and I think we're very close. I actually feel like we're very, very, very close. To yeah. That, I mean, so. if we can do what we've done without the time and the resources. Um, yeah. I, I think now that we've got a lot of it down, um, you know, we can, as they would say, scale it up. Yeah. And 
and bring in more men from the community out there to help us. Yeah. Yeah. One of our, uh, one of our participants and facilitators had a, he left with this sentence about, so he's a counselor, right? And he professionally helps people. And, um, he checked out saying how this was always a vision of his where people learned to be there for each other and didn't have to go to, you know, mm. a counselor to, yeah, to be powerful. okay. I mean, so, yeah, so let's leave this on a really sort of big, broad, like vision note. Like what's, what's, what's like the big vision here for you guys? Just how, what do you think this could do? Where do you think this could go? Oh man. I think once, once it's in the in the light, I think people are going to understand why this is going to prevent school shootings. It's going to keep guys from treating women a certain way. It's going to it's going to open up the available resources to give guys the tools for what they need to just be themselves and not take things out on the rest of the world. And I think once somebody big or something big sees that, um it seems like it'll be just as measurable as going to the gym or having a yoga membership or paying for an HBO subscription. It's just going to be something yeah. that people can, you know, to buy into and to really get a lot out of. Yeah. What about you, Owen? Big. I, I agree with that. And I think I'm really tired. I am tired of treating all the symptoms. Yeah. Throwing the crap at the most immediate, obvious problem, arguing about it, wasting our time and our money and resources and, 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 and doing at best triage and not dealing with the real cause. And I, I see that we have the potential of, of to change what it is to be a man so that Duke can grow up and Easton can grow up and our kids can grow up in a world where being a man is a place of honor. And, um, and they, you know, and being, you know, you can say that you're a man with honor and be honored for it and know what it is. And you're not standing up alone as a man. And, you know, we grew up in a culture that's no one's fault, but we grew up in a culture that didn't have that. We were deprived of that. And Mm. I see that as the underlying mission of every man. And the greatest potential is that we help to redefine what it is to be a man. So mine is that um, I feel like we've succeeded in in one of the first goals, which is to create a community. That's done. We have that. Now I want to see this community grow into a movement and I want to see it spread into the culture and I want to, I want to feed it and, and, and trim it and grow it as, as big as it's intended to be and, and as helpful and and potent as it's, as it's intended to be. And, um, yeah, and I want to see Aaron with like a giant beard wearing a poncho coming out of the uh, a, like a thirty day wilderness trip where he's been teaching men survival courses, and then I want to see Owen uh, wearing a purple robe and a Gandalf <laughs> staff, like blowing lightning out of his ass, and like, and uh, I want to, I don't know, I want to, yeah, I want to live in a in the sunshine with a with a courtyard where we can eat our meals as a family in the open air and do this work and um keep moving just keep doing it awesome all right thanks guys thank you thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed that i hope that something landed and resonated from you 
uh, uh, thank you for letting us nerd out and just talk about what we're doing. I feel it's important to tell the story of every man as we go along and just put it out there. Also, you know, partly for accountability and also uh, just to just to get it out there. You know, I mean, I imagine. I I like picture I close my eyes and and, and picture like an ar- archaeological dig or anthropological study you know hundreds of years from now that comes across our podcast and listens to the whole thing all the way through and my God that's enough Dan Doty in someone's ears I can't <laughs> I can't imagine uh, you needing that much of my voice in your ear but the story we're telling I I really believe it means something and and if things go the way that I intend for them to go or we intend for them to go or we wish or hope for them to go then that's a story that's going to mean something, you know? Men stepping up to take care of each other in order to take care of the world because we're humans and because we have this capacity and it's lying dormant and it's and it's just it's just a tragedy that it's not letting loose there. And that's what we're doing. So all right, enough ranting. Come join us in Yellowstone. Come join us at Racebrook next week a couple weeks from now. Find everything we got going on at everyman.co. Share us, share us online. Give us a, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you can throw us a review on iTunes, sign up for iTunes so you get us every time that we release. We'll keep marching on. Bye-bye.